OJ Simpson put a finger on about how he got his vaccination. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hatred of the world is me. And I just got myself a vaccination. You all need to get yourself a vaccination too. <laughs> well. Hello, Internet. Now, please hold on to your butt as two comedians attempt to talk about serious subjects in a not so serious manner. From the mysterious to the utterly vicious, everything is fair game. This is the Kildam of Comedy Podcast, featuring true crime, amazing events, conspiracies, unsolved mysteries, and an array of weird and wonderful topics. All for your enjoyment, you're welcome. And that proves that even people that you would trust with your life can, at some point, go fucking crazy. Where's the thing? Where's the thing? Actually, I, I don't need to play the thing, do I? Because I'm not doing it live, so I can just put it in after. Yeah, I need you can to always edit it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just lazy, yeah. man. I do. I start like us doing it. And I'm like, I can just do it now. It means I have less to do later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hello, everybody. Then to episode 18 of the Kill Them with Comedy podcast, the show where two comedians attempt to talk about serious things in a not so serious manner. I am your. So I am there. I am the creative force behind all things KD Comedy Inc. and your creative um, and your comedic baby face, KD Hink, and I've already started drinking. And I am joined as <laughs> ever by my fellow funny friend from around the comedy circuit. He is the creator of the award-winning post-apocalyptic Metal Treehouse sketch show, Mr. Nathan Paris. How the f*** are you doing? Not bad, man. Not bad. As we were just saying, uh... You know, been doing a lot of work, and then, as I say, got Call of Duty, and that's basically been my day, is just is shooting the... zombies over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> is that the zombie game with the exoskeleton? That's what I meant to ask you a second ago. Is that exoskeleton? No, yeah. No, that's that's the older ones. Like, okay. um, Advanced Warfare had the exoskeleton, and okay. I don't know if the Black Ops after that had it in. But I kind of wish it did, because that one's got jeff goldblum as like one of the main yes characters i played that one zombies thing i yeah. played that one okay yeah the um yeah, I, yeah i know exactly which one you mean that's the one i've played a lot okay i'm with you yeah, now yeah yeah that one unfortunately i haven't been able to play um because i first of all just don't own it and second of all i don't know anyone who plays it but this new one it's it's pretty fucking cool. They've added an extra like depth to the story in it, so you're sort of doing extra things, and you've got objectives to do, and you've got yeah. to find your way into the base, and then you sort of upgrade your guns off of well, something you find in there. Maybe you didn't know this either. Apparently, they've been doing that for the last couple of games. I never knew this either. I got into zombies, and people started telling really? me to do stuff. People started telling me to do yeah. stuff and find these things. I'm like, what the are you talking about? Just shooting things? But apparently, <laughs> you're supposed to do stuff in the other ones too. Jesus. Like in yeah, that no, one, the, the, the last one I played was Advanced Warfare, and that one had like Easter eggs that you could do, but the vast majority of it was still just wave based combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. Still, yeah, you, you, it doesn't finish yeah, anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I know there was yeah. something in that one. I'm trying to remember now because you get that. Oh, what was it? There was some machine you had to get parts for and then turn on. Oh, something yeah. like that. That means a bell. Yeah, that, oh, I think that was one, one of the one later one. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might, no, I don't know. You know what? I think that one is actually. I'm going further back. I think. I'm, do you remember the one where you're in, you're fighting the zombie Nazis and you're in the theater? That's a thing, isn't it? That could have been either that. That might have been Black Ops One or Two. 
It might have been. Because I know in Black Ops 1, the zombies mode was actually a secret thing that no one was aware of originally. It was a secret mode in the game and like you could unlock it and find it. Yeah, Yeah, and then then people played it so much that Activision were like, "Mm, okay, maybe... um, what a shock! Make a game mode, yeah. <laughs> what a shock! People shooting zombies—they'd like. I'd, surprising that is. What a surprise! Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to start my beers. We're on Cronenberg today. No whiskey. Yeah, so and no whiskey. You know, I was no going to whiskey as well. I've actually got a drink. I I was drinking another one of these wi- uh, whiskey. What am I about? Um, I was drinking another one of these gin things, and I even put it in mm. a glass because I was going to virtually clink glasses with you but screw you then that's very nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna drink it still i do like cronenberg i'm not it's sure if it's just because of the adverts but you know the ones which had uh, eric Cantona in it and he's like ah oh, the cronenberg yeah yeah <laughs> mm. well, i drank two big of a mouthful then i just drank the whole bottle in one basically yeah oh yeah oh ah. Okay, what's been going on in the world lately, Nathan? Because I don't know about you, but I've been ignoring it. So have I. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Uh, I, I have no interest in it. Yeah. The, like, the, have you um... seen the Elon Musk um, thing? No. I'm He's always in for a bit of Musk news, man. I'm, I thought I, I like some, Yeah, I like some deep Musk. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I got me that did. <laughs> okay, um, now, this is uh, over the last thing what was it by just want to get the year right he has announced over the past couple of hours that by 2026 he plans to have people on mars fuck yes apparently that's seven I'm years down. seven I'm years down. Down. you want to go off. i'll take i'll take it i'll take the ticket yeah fuck it why not dude i will literally be the first comedian on mars like no one will have any other option apart from to listen to my <laughs> sketch show that is <laughs> then you get up there and kevin hart say you're oh, for fuck's sake oh fuck it Jesus god damn Christ. it <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's banging uh, I, I don't know if it's got anything to do with yeah. this um there was this british person that recently created some new rocket that was Oh, something to do with nuclear fusion rocket or something like that. I don't know if it's got anything to do with that, but that was only a few days ago. So it feels a bit quick Absolutely. to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the most logical way to get a big ship to Mars at the moment is A, use um, the new Starship rocket, whichever one it is. I can't remember the, the number. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to, to oh, get so a, a load of stuff. In these headphones then. That's amazing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. the idea is to get all the stuff to to the moon and then on the moon you can build a moon base that will allow you to build stuff way quicker because it's yeah, way yeah. less heavy and uh and you can got make a thing pretty been... massive yeah you can make a pretty massive ship that then has like a, a an explosive plate on the back and you literally just fire nuclear bombs out the back and detonate them against the plate at the bottom, at the back of it. Yeah, that's not what rockets it through space. Yeah, that's this is a different way of doing it. It's uh, yeah. I mean, that makes it, it, it makes sense. That would work firing nuclear rockets out of your ass. I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I thought you was going to go down the, um, you know, take water, uh, take the water that's on the moon and use that. But no, we're going down nuclear rockets. I like that even better. Yeah, no, the the, the nuclear nuclear rockets works really well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a hell of a lot more fun to be quite honest with you. <laughs> yeah, just everyone hold on to your seats. We're about to rush them our way to fucking Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Russia's falling apart as well, isn't it? Now I saw that. Mm, well, 
yeah, the the um, I can't remember the guy's name. The something the uh, Bell, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, so something like that. Yeah, the guy who's well. just basic. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a brave fucker to go back in. I mean, I, yeah, you've I, just been poisoned with Novichok, and it's yeah. like, yeah, fuck it, fuck it. I'll go back. I'll go back. They can't that's the last stop me. Yeah, that's the last I knew that he got poisoned over here, and then yeah, apparently yeah. he's back, and his wife's been like, "Do you know more about that than me?" Literally, basically, as soon as he stepped foot in Russia, they arrested him like that. Oh, that yeah, and there's a video that. of like they've they've not just stopped with that guy as well. All of his like party is going with him as well because they're starting to get more stuff like riots in the streets for yeah. this guy. They're really starting to clamp the fuck down, and. um there's footage somewhere of one of his supporter friends playing a piano in a house while like the special police are going through her stuff and arresting her at the end of the video. Oh, okay. yeah, fucking wife. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. crazy, man, but it's, it's one of them, isn't it? It's the kind of thing you need over there from what I've seen. Like yeah. people just start really kicking off because I don't know a lot about this. Like, I from what I've seen, Putin has been in power for a long time. I imagine it's not. A, I might sound really dumb now. I imagine it's not a normal democracy over there. Or no, at it's least... not. No, <laughs> it's nowhere. Yeah, no. I, I know it wouldn't actually be, but do they even put yeah. across the idea that it is? Yes. Yeah. But the, okay. the the weird thing about the way Russia works is that they appear to have, from if you you know from first glance, a democratic system. Okay. Yeah. Because. Putin has not been premier for the entire time or, you know, whatever. Occasionally he's had someone else who has worked for him become the uh, person in charge. And then he takes the reins over again. Like a few, it's something to do with the constitution, which says every so often you've got to not be in control. So Putin goes, Okay, you come here. You uh, you work for me, and then at the end of the day, you fuck off again. So it's essentially like he goes, he yeah, yeah. It's essentially like yeah. he goes to like vice president or something. I know it's not the same, yeah. but then someone else goes in, and then he's like, "Oh, I can take over again now." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, and um, uh, the thing is, a lot of Russia still, or Russians still, really like Vladimir Putin. They, they like a strong leader. They like someone who doesn't really give a shit. And he's like XKGB <laughs> and all that, isn't he? Yeah, he's XKGB. He's he's a violent, violent dude. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's one word for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seems and, uh, quite well from what I've seen. I mean, in, in oh, yeah, regard, definitely. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a friend whose who's who's grandparents were uh, sort of quite quite big in in science and and technological advancements of stuff like power stations and shit and at one point they were i think whether it was vladimir putin's own party or just a party where vladimir putin was there but they they apparently met him and they said oh he was a lovely chap and it's like yes (laughs) of course yeah he is he's probably Sociopaths normally are when appears to yeah, he probably appears yeah. to be very lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got to be a bit of a sociopath in that sense, surely. Oh yeah. Yeah, that good that I dude is, is fucking dangerous. It's yeah, interesting. I want to get on the wrong side of him. 
No, it's interesting to see what's going on over there, but it's just one of them. You've kind of seen the same thing before. Nothing much has happened, but this is getting a bit more traction, so maybe. But yeah, uh, I, I, the thing is, I unless there's like a genuine serious revolution, nothing's really going to change. It's just, um, yeah, you kind of need people to have civil war for for Vladimir Putin to be removed. Yeah, and that doesn't seem like a good idea right now. Because nah, it's not going to work. Gonna go. Yeah, he's definitely going to clamp down. He's got a huge amount of very militarized police. He doesn't give a shit what everyone you, thinks. It's true what someone said before when we were doing this live. It's like it start off all happy talking about the subject and get to the end of it, it's like yeah, not much we can do yes. about it. Yeah, it's not great, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the thing, the thing we can always remember is even if Vladimir Putin does take over the entire world and becomes like supreme leader to the galaxy. At least he goes around riding bears. There you go. <laughs> and there's that I mean, it's like David Cameron, for example, who went around riding pigs. Yeah. So, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear there was a thing about him fucking a yeah. pig. Or yeah, apparently sticking his dick in a dead, dead pig, which Why is. Why do I right. feel like that he said that he confirmed it? That's got to be false in my head, surely. Well, apparently it's quite a, it's actually a thing that has happened before in Eton and and Oxford and Cambridge, places like it. that. It's a sort of, yeah, it's oh. like a, um, it's like a, a ritual that people have to do. And it's like, oh yeah, you come in and you do this and then you're part of the crew. And I yeah. would not want to be in that crew. Nah. Again. No. <laughs> are you a fan of the, this is totally not to do with the wrestling thing are you a fan of the great British Bake Off at all I've watched bits of it usually when my mum is <laughs> it's not that bad and shockingly the celebrity one's on soon and it's almost yeah. as if every single A-list celebrity hasn't got anything else to do at the moment because the lineup this year is ridiculous yeah it's surprising isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so who do we have um i can't remember what the people i did mean to write them down but there's like james mcavoy do you know him what exactly that's the one that stuck out to me james fucking mcavoy in the great british fucking place. professor x is just gonna be like yeah okay i'm gonna make myself a tart busy <laughs> <laughs> oh that was it yeah the um yeah there's him and also the main woman from star wars is doing it what? Um, Daisy Ridley? Yeah. What? <laughs> it's so random, isn't it? I find this... Yeah. So I heard this. I, I, that's fucking bizarre. Just for some reason, like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? What else have I got to do? Like, I don't really blame them, to be fair. It's probably better than Dancing on Ice. Yeah, and they're getting paid for it, I'm sure. Or, you know... <laughs> yeah, I'm guaranteed they fucking are. Okay then, so Chris Benoit then anyway. So yes, you know who Chris Benoit is, don't you? I do. He is. Uh, he well, he was a very famous wrestler, very very uh, very popular, and uh, yeah, it didn't end well. <laughs> yeah, we'll <get> to that. <laughs> so um, yeah, like I said, very famous wrestler. He was in uh, WCW, ECW. He was in 
WWE, obviously, for a while. Been in a few other random things, too, but they're obviously the most known ones. A um, few of the things he originally got in this will make sense a lot more as we go on it probably makes sense to you already as i say this but one of the people he loved and made him start wrestling was someone called the dynamite kid and he was famous for the diving headbutt which is what chris benoit took on and chris benoit did in every single match he had yeah yeah <laughs> oh damn it jesus uh, christ see i actually didn't know that i didn't know <laughs> that was his signature move and like yeah. that explains so fucking much but he was one of them people as well he would regularly let people give him unprotected headshots like he wouldn't even put his hands up back back in the time in wrestling when you were allowed you know to take shots to the head you're not even allowed to anymore yeah no because they know what cte is Exactly, yeah. 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 and through concussions, not telling anyone. Um, what I thought I would do to start it off, though, is show a quick little um thing, a quick little video about his last appearance in WWE before what would happen would happen. Go for it, yeah, yeah. Let me find it. Okay, so this is his last appearance on WWE ECW, the little ECW revival that they brought on. This was, I think, the Wednesday. But the Wednesday or so before the pay-per-view on Sunday. Okay. Okay. This bout is set for one fall, with the winner advancing to the ECW World Title Match at Vengeance. No- and then they kissed. <laughs> the tension was too strong. <laughs> I, I thought he, he was even supposed to face, but um, he was due yeah, to face him. Yeah. yeah, literally like days later, but he would literally never make that show. And uh, I mean, CM Punk is is an interesting story in and of himself. But yeah, yeah, it's really surprising that I, considering it's CM Punk, I'm really surprised I haven't heard him talk about that. I've never. Yeah. Heard- it's surprisingly hard to find many people talking about it online anyway, considering, like, it's a weird one. There might, yeah, yeah, there so. might be a bit of the McMahon happening there, because we, uh, we all know, you know, that Vince McMahon is a little bit controlling when it comes to, uh, to yeah, wrestling. And, uh, well, yeah. this isn't even <laughs> um, a thing to do with murders that, McMahon could have had some part in. I don't know how much. Well, it seems obvious more than anything that he didn't have any part in covering anything up because he got fucking embarrassed by this. Is one way to mm. say it a bit later on. But um, going back to like former stuff, um, you know, you ever heard the name Jimmy Snooker? Yeah, Jimmy Supervised Snooker. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you heard about his murder stuff that went on? No. Jimmy Superfly Snooker back in the day, um, I don't know when it was, like seven, it was like, you know, old school style WWE for like eight years or something like that. Yeah. Um, it seems as though basically he he um, had a lot of domestic abuse stuff going on and he killed his wife at the time. Jesus. Yeah, there was um, some domestic stuff that had gone on. And it was basically completely obvious that he killed her. Um it was it was something really silly. Like um, he said that they had a fight outside in the car or something, and he hit her. And 
she was okay and then he carried her into the bedroom and then she died in the bedroom. It was something really weird. That, so it um, was accidental as opposed to deliberate, basically, is what he was trying to... Uh, this is what he was trying to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, there was something to do with some money that was involved with Vince. I covered it up. But basically, he he um got done. For, he was he would have got done for it in the end, like literally like seven ten years ago at the most. But he was yeah. um he got like onset early dementia, so he couldn't get done for it. He was deemed you know on um unable to stand trial, unfit to stand trial. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's fucked. Yeah, that kind of goes towards the whole, like, you know, I can understand. There's been, there's been one of those weird conspiracies for all of this, because after I saw that kind of stuff, I listen, um, I'm getting ahead of myself, actually. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, way ahead okay. of myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a weird one for me, because I was watching wrestling through all of this, so I remember this all happening, it all coming out, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's bizarre how recent that actually was. Well, I say recent, it's about 10 or 10 plus years ago now, isn't it? Uh just under 13 years ago. It's 2007 this one. So I'll quickly read out the yeah. timeline from WWE's point of view. So it. on the Saturday after that, so I think that was Wednesday, um, Chava Guerrero, who was a friend of Chris Benoit, um, this was taken from the Talk is Jericho podcast. Um, he said he received a text from Benoit saying that his wife Nancy and his son Daniel had food poisoning and he would be late for a house show. Um, Chavo called him back and Benoit answered and sounded groggy and tired and confirmed what he said what he said on the text but Chavo decided to call him again as he felt he sounded off but there was no answer mm. eventually he'd speak to Chavo and persuade him he was okay and just tired from taking care of them he would eventually end up show- no-showing the house show on Saturday evening but he told him he'd um, get a flight that night and meet him in the, mor- the following morning for the pay-per-view on the night right but he would send a series of random texts to people on that night, just saying like, uh, "My, in when you come to my house, this door is open. This door is open. This one isn't, but this is where the dogs are." Stuff like that. Um, apparently, Chavo woke up in the night and thought, "Oh, that's all fine. I'm going to see him in the morning anyway." Which, whatever, okay. Mm. But I can imagine you wouldn't think what's going to happen, though. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to yeah. assume the the worst really are you just going to say ah oh, he's having a bit of a bad day or something you know because uh, apparently this is the thing apparently they said all like I've got a couple of little sound bites here from people talking about him after that he was apparently just a lovely guy like forever he was the yeah. nicest guy the most family orientated guy like family was first yeah. wrestling second which is the opposite to most wrestlers from when you read into it yeah yeah. But um, on the Sunday then, the day of the pay-per-view, Benoit would fail to show up to meet Chavo the following morning at the airport. Later that morning, he called the WWE's talent relations office to let them know that he and his wife Nancy were with Daniel at the hospital as he was vomiting blood. He assured them he would be getting a later flight in time for the pay-per-view to face Punk for the title as planned. However, he would no-show the venture pay-per-view altogether. On the Monday, uh, June 25th, 2007, WWE wrestlers and senior officials arrived in Corpus Christi for Raw to take place at night. As the early hours of the afternoon progressed and the show got closer to the starting, WWE senior officials were increasingly concerned they hadn't heard from Benoit in 24 hours. Uh, Chavo Guerrero then showed the WWE talent relations, John Laurinaitis, the text he'd received from Chris and Nancy's cell phones in the early hours of Sunday. Um, they eventually called the local police to go and check the household. And after discovering the bodies, the police notified WWE around 4.15pm 
that there had been three bodies discovered in the house and it was ruled as a major crime scene. Mm-hmm. Now, I think most people probably know what, you know, like, the, the whole, like we said before, the whole double murder-suicide aspect of it. But at this point, the reason I started this talking about it from Dudley's point of view was because I wanted to make a point of that because upon learning this at 4.15pm, I think that's about two hours. I think the show starts at seven in America. So about two and a half hours before the roar, they learned Benoit and his family had died. Fuck it now. So they decided to do a tribute show to Chris Benoit. Do you know about that at all? No. So about what? Two hours and 45 minutes after learning of the deaths, they did a tribute show because they had no idea of what could have happened. What had happened. Yeah. And they naturally assumed something legit had happened, you know, something separate. Um, what I'll do now, I'll play a little thing. This is from the Something to Wrestle With podcast with Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson. Uh, Bruce Pritchard is the, for most of the time over the past 20 years, he's been the creative um director i guess the best way to put it behind wwe so he was the one who would work with vince and decide the storylines what they were going to do for each show for example the tribute show mm-hmm. um, he worked very closely with chris benoit um one thing i do want to point out though one thing that i find funny about this is because everyone everyone in the wrestling community loves this guy i don't understand it called conrad thompson the podcast guy he does a podcast with bruce Pritchard. he does one with jr from um jim ross um, just one with Arn Anderson, some Eric Bischoff from WCW. He's a dickhead. I don't know why people like him. He's <laughs> a fucking dick. You'll hear what I mean yeah. in a minute. A little bit into this is like, oh no, it's too personal. I'm just going to let it go because I know Chris Benoit was close to you. But just hear how long that lasts. Here we go. Benoit. So then yeah. he gave a shot to Orton. Right. Obviously, it stuck with Orton more so than Benoit. Um, I can tell by the way you're trying to move on. You don't want to talk about anything else with Benoit. Can we talk? Not about really. It? Can we talk about it another time, or is that something you never want to talk about on the show? I'm not really that comfortable talking about it. Okay. Well, let's talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to give you a pass on that. Everybody's going to bust my balls on Twitter, but I get it. Let's talk about it. You Eddie know what? Guerrero. It's history, and and that's what it is. And you know, a lot of it was very personal to me. Real, real quick. Um, Cause I don't know if we're ever going to talk about it again, so I can't let it just go. When did you guys know? What? Come on. You're doing the tribute show for Benoit. You find out the bad news. He never shows pay-per-view. You don't know what's going on. You find out the next day something bad happened. I think you guys found out on Monday. And then somewhere in the middle of the show, you realize, oh, In the shit. last half hour of the show. Okay. Do you remember, like, when you get that call, is it just like a punch in the stomach, your heart's in your throat, what the hell? Kind of indescribable. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, words, that one's, that's hard to put into words. Were were you panicked, embarrassed? Uh, Shock. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolute shock yep you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> and you can tell it's a hard thing as well to talk about like when they're talking about yeah it. yeah and uh he's like oh i'm gonna let this go but, but <laughs> on twitter won't let me get away with it 
And then like five minutes, five seconds later, he's like, I, I can't let this go. He's like, fuck <laughs> you, dude. He's a fucking dick, man. He does it on everyone. And he, yeah. he tells all the people how they should have ran their show. He wasn't even he wasn't even alive when most of these shows were being ran, but he knows how they all should have ran. No, oh, yeah, of course he does. <laughs> Captain fucking hindsight. Yeah. That's exactly what I called him. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, so halfway through the like the last half an hour, halfway through the show, they're like, okay, we've set this thing up to be a celebration of a guy and a mourning of him, and oh shit, yeah, yeah. So you can see why since then WWE probably Vince McMahon, like obviously the shock and all that and the nastiness of it all, but also the embarrassment of them putting that on, and then all of a sudden they find out. So let's go through the actual details of what happened then. Very quickly. So, um, Chris Benoit in this house with Nancy, a former, um, not so much wrestler, but a former valet, as they called it back then. She was a manager for people. Called the woman. That was her name. Okay. Um, <laughs> she was cool, to be fair, in it. Yeah. Um, so, this was on Friday, June 22nd, 2007. Chris Benoit killed his wife, Nancy, in an upstairs bedroom. Her limbs were bound and her body was wrapped in a towel. A copy of the Bible was left by her body. Injuries indicated that Benoit had pressed a knee into her back while pulling on a cord around her neck, causing strangulation. No signs of immediate struggle. Toxicologists found alcohol in the body, but unable to figure out. I don't even know what that means for it, why that matters. But but worse than that, though, his younger son, uh, sorry, his one of his sons, Daniel, he's got an older son, David Benoit. This was Daniel Benoit, had um, some type, of neuro neurosis disease, um, something one of the ones where the muscles um, wear away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it. Um, disease. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the word. Yeah, um, he was suffocated and killed in his bedroom. A copy of the Bible was left by his body as well. He had internal injuries to the throat area, showing no bruises, but his exact time of death is unknown. Um when he was yeah he was sedated with Xanax and he was likely unconscious when he was killed um so it's because of that so this is a weird part that I didn't know until I read up on it recently because mm. when I was originally trying to find videos about it like of people talking about it I looked at um, other wrestlers first people that knew him like yeah. that I didn't expect most of them to yes this guy was apparently a really nice guy and stuff but most of them seem to, well, not most of them, sorry, uh, some of the ones that I saw, which was mainly like ex talent, you know, you could tell haven't really been doing too well lately. Um, yeah, and haven't had Vince McMahon telling them what they can say. That yeah. too, yeah. But them also saying that they think because they can't tell when Daniel's body was found, sorry, when Daniel was killed, that they think there's this conspiracy that Nancy killed Daniel and then Benoit killed Nancy in defense of Daniel. It doesn't make much sense to me. It's just no, it doesn't. Especially as as like women very rarely kill their kids unless they're killing themselves first or after. You know. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing. It doesn't really follow that usual mo. And like you were saying as well, with the majority of like women's like murders, it's usually some kind of like poisoning or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mean much, but I mean, is, uh... this doesn't sound like it. I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it. What we said about, I mean, so 
before I get ahead of that again, uh, Benoit's suicide, for example, um, according to the city sheriff, he committed suicide by hanging. He used a weight machine cord to hang himself by creating a noose from the end of the cord and the pull-down machine and did it through that way, basically. Yeah. It... <sighs> It's a pretty solid way of 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 hanging yourself. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's efficient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least he was using his brains at one point, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't buy the fact that he just that he just suddenly went crazy. It's because he was putting forth in death covering for himself and that. It's just a it's a really weird one to talk about. It's some yeah. It's very calculated. The sort of giving them Xanax first and, mm. you know, because you don't give a kid Xanax, not for, not unless you're, you know, unless you're you're Madeline from. McCann's parents. Or them too. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there's no um, doubt they drugged up all their kids, all of them. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. No they are absolutely that. responsible for their daughter's death. No, yeah. no question whether, whether they killed her directly or not. They're responsible. Yeah, um, I definitely killed a directly because yeah. that's just yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were definitely in but, some way they did not help the situation. I mean, we're, this the the Benoit thing is is just strange because of how immediate it was, and like, do we know the exact sort of? turn of events like were they dead when he first oh, yeah. missed something or was it you know yeah. later on down the line yeah i'm glad you said that. that's what i meant to point out so um when yeah, he was yeah. talking on the saturday to chavo about being at the hospital with uh sorry about them both having food poisoning and he was looking after them nancy was already mm. dead at that point she was dead the day before uh, shit yeah it seems yeah. like that um so Benoit was still alive, obviously, on the Sunday because he spoke to talent relation, but it's probably at some point. In this. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, because with Daniel, they don't know exactly when the cause of, uh, sorry, when he died. Hence why that right. conspiracy between some of the wrestlers that I saw, you know, about talking about, well, we don't know who killed who first. It's kind of. Yeah. And that was it, yeah. when it they sounds did, like wishful um, thinking to me more exactly. than any actual proof, yeah. Exactly, yeah, because they knew the guy and they don't want to think, oh, he, that would happen to someone we really liked, um, yeah. that we knew and trusted and that. Um, you know what, before I go any further, actually, I will play this last little bit. It's Jim Cornette talking about it. Um, he was asked, um, what was it, the actual question? He was asked if wrestling caused the death of Chris Benoit. Because during the post-mortem afterwards, sorry, um, they said that he had the brain of an 87-year-old or something like that. Okay, now. And he was like, I don't know his actual age, but he would have been late 40s, early 40s, something like that, you know, late 30s, mm -hmm. early 40s, sorry. Um, but Jim Cornette, I, I, I love Jim Cornette. Did you, um, if you remember wrestling at all from back in the day, he was the guy who used to run around with the um, their tennis racket in his hand. I don't think I ever saw that. <laughs> he, he's just a very straight talker. He's got a podcast at the moment. Yeah. And I love his podcast because he is just, I love people that are unapologetically honest. I just love it for right yeah. or wrong. I don't always agree with them, but I love him because he's unapologetically honest all the time. So this yeah, was his yeah, opinion yeah. from about seven years ago. 
All I know is I knew Chris for years beforehand. He was the nicest, most level-headed, polite guy, very serious, uh, but at the same time very polite, very dedicated, and driven to be the best. He was a guy you would have trusted with anything in the world, and nobody can know. And was it a perfect storm? Was it that he got whacked over the head with something too many times? Was it that he had taken steroids as some people have said it was you know to to in in you know to get bigger in a business that didn't you know usually feature small guys well i don't know that would be the classic steroid rage of all time um was it that you know he it wasn't the same guy i can't make any excuses for what he did and obviously nancy was a friend of i'd known nancy longer than I'd known chris but it wasn't the same chris benoit whatever made him go crazy he went crazy and that proves Unfortunately, that even people that you would trust with your life and think are the the sweetest people in the world can at some point go fucking crazy. Mm. I mean, you can't put it better than that, can you? No, you can't. You can't. And I, I'm almost certain it was triggered by CTE. Yeah, or it something must like be. that. Personally, it, it had be. to be. Yeah, but. Whether he had a baseline mental health thing underneath yeah. it that that had to be triggered, or whether it was something that was specifically caused by it, there is a yeah. slight trigger that happened a few years before, um, which is obviously yeah. different than most triggers because normally triggers are a lot more recent. But going from people that knew him, um, you've heard the name Eddie Guerrero, yeah. So Eddie was his best friend. He used to be the only person he would confide in. And then um, Eddie, oh, it was a few years before. This one bothered me at the time because I was a huge fan of Eddie. Um, yeah. He just died randomly in his hotel room. Um, and then, yeah, Benoit just, a lot of people say that that might have been the point from when he declined, basically, you know, because it was his best Yeah, because he no longer had his best friend around. And, nice. yeah. And that adding to, you know, getting smacked in the head every night ain't going to help. Yeah, no, no, it's not. And, you know, yeah, it, it, there's, it, it's difficult because you kind of want to make an excuse. There's no excuse. We've, yeah, this is the but thing, there like, isn't. There, there's That's no excuse. The this is one thing I meant to include earlier as well. In case it sounds to anyone listening, that, like I, for example, am making excuses because I'm just a huge wrestling fan. It's not at all. It's like... There's a, a lot of situations where people are talking about whether he should go into the Hall of Fame. No, never. should mm, never yeah. go into any Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter what you did for your life. If you do that at the end, that's... that's, that's and it, it. Can, it, it, it can... You know, you can very easily admit that it was something psychological that he had no control over, but at the same time, that doesn't... It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't negate what happened. You can't yeah. just go, yeah, well, we'll just call that a wash. You know, um, but at yeah. least they've because since then, um, WWE have and a lot, every other wrestling company has um, followed suit as well. They no longer have any shots to the head. If you watch a wrestling yeah. match nowadays, like um, they had a last man standing match yesterday in um, Royal Rumble. Anyone that didn't watch the Rumble, check it out. It's fucking great. It, a, it does happen accidentally, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, like the 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 yeah. famous Brock Lesnar. Well, bam! Fall. Have you seen that? You must yeah, have seen. Of course, that. I've seen it. You Can you set that up? Because I need to see that right I can, now. I can, <laughs> of course, I can. 
tell me a few seconds, I can do it. This is, you know, I mean, let's let's hope you don't go all be- all Benoit on us. But this is a <laughs> severe fucking impact. Especially when you consider that the guy he was fighting at the time had a broken neck. Yeah. Um. Fuck. And funnily enough, you, you know, I don't think you even realise how close that keyed into it because it was almost Brock Lesnar versus Chris Benoit in this main event. Really? Yeah, because Jesus. Kurt was so hurt, he almost had to pull out last minute. Fuck uh, Shooting star. There we go. <laughs> Share screen. Chrome tab. That one. Share audio. Here we go. This is madness. Oh, let me turn it down. Um, where is it? It's somewhere here. Oh, am I on the wrong base? I think he lays him down on the ground, then he goes oh, for it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's coming up in a second now. Yeah, here we go. Fuck. Oh! <laughs> Let's hear that again. Jesus Christ. We shouldn't laugh after what we just talked about, but... No. <laughs> this wasn't the word. It's just... Oh, oh, I got this in the way. <laughs> that was his special, though, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> when he was... Oh, shit, go away. How do you do that? How do you... how can anyone survive that level of impact? Like... <laughs> that was his special, Jesus. you know. Until, um, like, he actually started in WWE and started using the F5. And he was like, I'll just pull you out of WrestleMania, you'll be fine, I can do it. No, no, apparently not. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, what that bit at the end though with Jim Cornette, like sometimes people just go crazy. I'm totally gonna have to yeah. I'm gonna have to add that into the intro of that into the title's intro. Yeah. Gonna have to do it. Yeah, to yeah, <coughs> so I and think it's always the ones you least expect. If people are mental around you quite regularly, you can usually be quite assured that that's their base level of mental. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I'm this level of weird all the time, for example. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's everything with the Chris Benoit thing. I was kind of winging it with that, to be quite honest with you. I thought I had more of a um, structure to my story. I didn't. I realized when I loaded up the document. That's fine. It's an interesting thing. And the, the problem with, with that story in particular, well, I say it's a problem. It's not really a problem because it's sort of, there is so much intrigue and people are never really going to know what happened between Benoit and his wife. Yeah. What happened, you know, to cause that chain of events to go down. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, it's not the only time it's happened you know, with um, with any kind of sport. I mean, the amount of American football players who've done horrible yeah. things, and yeah, there's there's just yeah, don't fuck with your brains, people. They're, they're you know, it's surprising you don't hear about it more from rugby because rugby is like American football, just without the pads and the helmets. That's the reason why, though. It's it's the same thing as boxing, because in rugby, you don't wear pads. You are far less likely to impact someone with your head. You're going to do everything you physically can to hit them with a shoulder 
or an arm or something like that, and you're not going to aim for the head because you know, because you know you're you going to fuck this person yeah. up. Yeah. And then, whilst in American football, they're all wearing the helmets, so they just go bang right into each other head on, and it's like, well. Your brain is still sloshing around inside your skull. When your head stops, that brain keeps going and goes bang yep. into your skull. And um, yeah, people never remember that part of it. And it's the same as I say with boxing, because like boxing, like UFC gets a lot less concussions than boxing. Which is in weird, boxing, yeah. you've got big soft gloves and you just hammer at someone's head over and over and over again with a soft cushioned fist but it's still rocking the brain about inside its skull yeah. even at the end with, 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 with like fists you don't go for the head because you keep breaking your knuckle i just say that but the end of most ufc fights are them pummeling them on the floor to make sure they're knocked out yeah but the thing is that is sort of a different level of power that they can put in in comparison to if they had a big spongy thing over the top of their fist and they go i can barely feel this actually yeah yeah it's it's all about really sort of limiting the amount of damage you want to do to yourself and your body automatically does that it's like when you try and hit yourself Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Your body yeah. doesn't let you hit yourself at maximum speed because your body's going, why the fuck are you doing this? This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your body works against you in many ways. Like, it's impossible to um, just, you know, like, hold your breath and die. You can't suffocate holding your breath. It will, Your body will no, never let you, you do that. You will pass out, and then your body will go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because your your body just has automatic reactions that it does without your consent. It's like I mean, you know, because otherwise yeah, you'd be yeah. every time you fall asleep. Yeah, I mean, if you had to think about breathing all the time, if you had to think about pumping your blood all the time, it would be a fucking. You'd never get anything done. So like, there's a game out there somewhere called um, Manual Samuel, I think it is, and you've got to you've got to move this guy around. You've got to move legs independently, arms oh, independently, God. breathe by pressing the space bar. You've got to, yeah. <laughs> it's just about living playing that game. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, basically, it's like death turns up and he goes, you're supposed to, you were supposed to die. I'm going to give you one more chance. If you can survive an entire day whilst <laughs> having to do all of your bodily functions manually, you can live. <laughs> can you imagine having a wife? Jeez. Oh, I wouldn't Imagine even I wouldn't even it. attempt it, mate. I would literally just go home and focus on breathing for hours on end. <laughs> I'm gonna to say to you, after but, watching um, the in your house like beginning bit, never cut your hair again. The long hair suits you. Never <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing the thing is about my hair, it either suits me if it's like genuinely short. So <coughs> like a, a two either side and a, a crop on top actually i can't imagine that i now. can show you I, I i can show you that i can show you that <laughs> if i find I it correctly it. liked videos we got a video of it sorry this oh yeah yeah it's, oh I, it's from a movie i was in oh okay um not a, a... Sorry? 
Did they give you Viagra or was it? I've always wondered that with porn films, so you can tell me now. <laughs> nah, unfortunately, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't quite that fun. Um, it was a lot of fun though. It was. It was basically a um, a micro budget comedy movie. Yeah. But fuck me, there's so much of. I was supposed to do that literally just before lockdown started, like last year. I was supposed to do it was just a student film that I was doing some horror thing. Yeah. And, yeah, it got cancelled obviously when the lockdown started, you know, push back, push back, yeah. and they probably fucking finished the course by now. Yeah. And uh, it should be with you now. Ah, is that with me? <clears throat> Get ready to see my acting. <laughs> I don't know, I'm gonna screen share it right there. And I look very different. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to show how versatile I am as an actor. If you if you do need an actor for anything at all, and you're part of a, you know, a, a, a big, big company that can pay me lots of money, or even a small one that can pay me a little, do get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to play that then. That's all right. That's all right. I was taking the thing off first so we can see it. Maximum volume. Let's listen to this bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum volume. Here we go. The streets and workplaces of Britain are the safest in the world, and that's entirely due to the Panopticon. One billion cameras streaming direct to the internet 24 hours a day mean any of us can report <laughs> yeah. an accident or like a crime happening anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if I were to tell you that four out of five oh, crimes shit. in the UK happen in an area without cameras, would you ever walk down an unsupervised street again? No. So why take that danger at home? Introducing Panopticon for Home. Our wide range of observational devices mean we'll be keeping an eye on your family at all times. Nothing <laughs> says palace of safety like a P70S in your living room. All over in the shower, you'd be laughing with this waterproof observo dome. Know for sure you don't have any terrorists in your wardrobe with a closet cam 9000. No privacy <laughs> with the mini nano whisper cam. I won't even know you're being filmed. Act now and get Canary Family Season 2 with me, Simon West, absolutely free. I know I sleep better with someone watching over me. This message was approved by the Ministry of Citizenship. There you go. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Really good. <laughs> yeah, that, that was from a, a, a movie uh, called The Canary. I, I think it was The Canary Files. They ended up calling it in the end by a friend of mine called David Zolman. And, uh, oh, God, I can't remember his bloody name now, the director's name. Genuinely great dude. And I can't believe. Rami. Rami. That was it. Oh, I think okay. it was Rami. And, um, Banging, I like just that. fucking it's such a great experience making a film man it's so good it's one of the things i want to do once all this yeah, COVID yeah. shit's fucked off i've got a, such it's an idea i've wanted to do for a film for fucking ages mm. and i finally got to the point now where i'm like fuck it may as well just it, try and like, do it you know one good thing about all this kind of stuff is it makes you want to do all the stuff that you thought before you wanted to do, or like we were saying before, yeah. like you don't want to second guess having that chance to do things now. Yeah, yeah. Now we've got the opportunity to do some shit. We're gonna fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, I know as well. God. You with the short hair and cleaned up in a suit, cleaning well. 
Clean up well. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but really that's the thing. It's got to be that short or it's got to be like long. Like Anything between. And it sort of looks a bit like Anne Widdicombe. So. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is like the first ever time I've had shaved hair just because yeah. I knew we be able to get to the hairdressers again. And I thought I've been wanting to do it for a long time. Just thinking to myself, I bet it'd be so freeing to just shave all your hair off. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even more so when you go you do the full hog and go do the same with your balls. It's even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me a number one all over. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So then, um, yeah, shall I, uh, shall I uh... go ahead? I shall go ahead. Now, this is, uh, it's not really all that murdery this time. It's a bit more conspiracy-based this time. Yeah. It's a bit of an interesting one. Now, have you ever heard of Polybius? No, no, Polybius. Yes, you will have heard of it from one place, The okay. Simpsons. It was in an episode of The Simpsons in the background. Now, Polybius is basically, it's an urban legend of a computer game that appeared uh, supposedly in the 1980s in various arcades. And uh, what people kept on saying, or supposedly saying, and uh, like um, apparently the, uh, the actual legend emerged in the 2000s. So whether there's you know, any truth to it or not is completely, we don't know. Uh, it's probably not true, but <laughs> basically, I'm going to do this story now. Have, no truth yeah, to it. It's probably not true because Polybius would appear in certain arcades throughout America over the years, and it would never stay in one place for a particularly long length of time. But particular things started to happen around this arcade cabinet. Um, and there is a, to a certain extent, you can sort of, you can see spikes of things happening in areas where supposedly it was, and people will give you information on it. But the thing that made it very interesting is the fact that people started having psychological effects, supposedly, whilst playing Polybius. Now, these started as just basically headaches and things like that, but would gradually develop to um, uh, insomnia, anxiety, panic attacks, uh, and even like death and like psychological conditioning to make you murder, supposedly. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, now, the reason why, apparently... Uh, the legend describes the game as basically um, sort of fairly simplistic in its gameplay, but very, very addictive, like unbelievably addictive yeah. to the point where people would not stop playing it for days and days and days. And then people in black suits would come along, not take any money out of the machine, but simply like do something to the back of the machine. Take okay. data from the back of the machine, supposedly, okay. on people who've been playing Polybius. Now, 
the case i don't know if you can see this was supposed to look like that just a big black case with polybius written on it you see okay yeah yeah, yeah. So very plain just yeah yeah but the uh, the game is described as basically being incredibly popular in the places where it turned up to the point where there were fucking queues sign like lined up to play polybius each one of these brainwashed kids after another pumping more and more coins into this repetitive like but addictive game now <clears throat> which is even more surprising this is where it's not a well-known name as well yeah and it's actually based off of a greek god i think uh in in, in mythology and uh, apparently awesome. yeah yeah, this is this is one of the theories is that someone appeared on a forum and was talking about being the person who created Polybius. And the reason why it was called Polybius is because the person who was the lead designer researched a lot of Greek mythology, was really into psychological like stuff. And um, they, the reason why it got cancelled is because like the higher ups of the company were saying, oh, we've got to modify it in this way and that way and this way. And they were going, mm, we're not we're not comfortable with this anymore and apparently washed their hands of the whole affair and walked away. Uh-huh. So, yeah. The, um... Yeah, so the Men in Black collect the data from the machines and allegedly it's testing responses to the game's psychoactive effects. That's a bit I keep going Yeah, yeah. We, we, the, the effects also, and I didn't include these ones, not just amnesia, insomnia, all that kind of stuff, night terrors, hallucinations, and approximately one after its release in 1981, it's said to have disappeared without a trace. Like the game is gone. No one's yeah, ever yeah. seen it since, except it's been rumored on various internet forums. One internet forum here says we've got a cabinet for sale. We've just found it. Another place goes, well, we've got the source code for something, but it's not complete. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that the interesting thing about it, interesting that there's no trace yeah. of it stuff. That would be totally yeah. interesting. Yeah, and the thing is as well, just after this, okay, what happens in gaming? What do you mean? We see a lot of, well, it's not right after this because it's 1981, but okay, we've seen a shift over the years to things like Facebook games. Incredibly simple, incredibly yeah. low graphics, like Polybius, but people are fucking addicted to playing them constantly. Do you remember Zynga games? Yeah, isn't it like fucking Farmville or... stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and. And it's all about keeping people addicted and constantly playing and constantly doing that same game loop over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The is like having the game for free and then, you know, paying little bits as you go through. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a very effective way to mm-hmm. get people to, to buy stuff because it's all about comparison at that point. Look at that person over there. They've got this really cool skin. Mm, that would be cool if I had that skin. <laughs> you can see, oh, yeah, you can see Incidentally, that. what Army Hammer says quite often. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand that reference now. <laughs> <laughs> so, the origins, supposedly... 
the viral and anecdotal nature of it basically means that the exact origin is unclear. We can't be sure whether it was a company that made it or whether it was a government experiment, as a lot of people like to think, or, you know, whether it's just an urban legend. But... I mean, the government did a lot of experiments back then in worse ways than that. Into yeah. Morgan. Yeah. Much worse ways. Yeah, my... Yeah, I, I mean, you know, maybe Benoit was a fan of Polygon. Maybe it is. <laughs> Not where I was going, but I agree with that as well. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, get, so, like, Space Invaders and everything, didn't they? Like, another Simpson reference I thought of from that was, like, Groundskeeper oh, Willie yeah. can't move his thumbs because he was addicted to Space Invaders. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great one, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you can genuinely see the Polybius... Um, cabinet with polybius written on it in a simpsons episode Um, but i think they had an orange cabinet which is also interesting because like some people have said it was an orange cabinet some people have said it was a black cabinet it's one of those things again that's sort of been lost throughout time but so so the anecdotal accounts claim that the legend originated on usenet a website in 1994 or earlier through offline word of mouth Though no recorded evidence exists for either claim. The earliest confirmed record of the legend is an entry from a title added to arcade game resource coinop.org on February 6, 2000. This is where we get the mention of a cabinet existing. But the interesting thing is, those that, that was a single announcement of it, right? And everyone goes, oh yeah, well... You know, it's just another arcade cabinet. But mm. people on that website suddenly start going, I remember that game. I played that game. Oh, it was like this. It was like this. And loads of people start popping up in various places going like, oh, I played it. It had this type of thing. Apparently, it's like a corridor almost gameplay type thing, if you know what I mean. And you're like shooting things in a like little area. and well, so like kind of like um, asteroids, that kind of thing. Sort of like that, but I think it's supposed to be more of like on rails, almost like a sort of starving, but not starving, and sort of yeah. I'm not yeah, sure. Like, I'm not yeah. sure. But um, yeah. From the signs of it, there it is more than I expected it to as well. Yeah, yeah. The en- the the so the entry name mentions the name Polybius and a copyright date of 1981. Although no copyright has actually been uh, registered, supposedly. But again, you know, if it's a government thing, you just wipe that off. That, that is actually <laughs> very interesting. If there was never any kind of copyright for that game that had been put through, then that game existed. It seems quite obvious that that game existed. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that- this is it. Yeah. Um, what was I doing? See, this is the problem when I try and I, I try and just go through it. Welcome to my life, sir. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, following the appearance in the Game Pro magazine, because it appears multiple places later on throughout the years, and starts gaining more traction. This is the other interesting thing. As it keeps going, more and more people are like, no, I remember playing this. I remember playing that. Whether it's like a Mandela effect type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. We can't be sure, you know. But normally with a Mandela but, effect, it'd be like there was something else that sounded like it, wouldn't there? Or something. Yeah. 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 Something that would have tricked you into thinking, oh, that happened, but it didn't, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Polybius yeah. is such a, a distinct name. And this the way they describe the gameplay is so 
different to the vast majority of games that were being played in 1981. Yeah. It just feels very strange. But um, a number of people claim to have had some involvement with Polybius after the Game Pro magazine thing airs. In 2006, a, a man named uh, uh, Stephen Roach claimed he had been one of its original programmers and that his company had developed a game with very intense and cutting-edge graphics. However, according to Roach, a boy experienced an epileptic seizure while playing and the cabinets with, were withdrawn by the company in a panic. Although Roach effort, offered no proof for his claims, his story added details on the gameplay, which later inspired Rogue Synapse's game based on the legend. That's right. Polybius is now an actual game that you oh. can buy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Whether it has actually got anything to do with the original Polybius, we can never be sure, or whether it's even there. Oh, but okay. People heard about the legend and started making this this version of it, and uh, you know, trying to base it off of. What they'd heard about the gameplay and what people had remembered about it and stuff like that. Now, the got of course the original game's existence has never been authoritatively proven. At no point has anyone gone, "Yes, we have absolute proof that Polybius was a real thing and it does exist." Mm -hmm. um, Snopes did a popular um, thing on it, concluding that the game's a modern-day version of a nineteen-eighties movie. Uh, a modern day version of 1980s rumors of men in black. In this case, visiting arcades and taking down the names of high scores at arcade games. This led to the hypothesis that the government was hosting some experiment, sending subliminal messages to the players, etc., etc., etc. Unfortunately, a quote apparently, according to the Yahoo Games, there is no evidence that the game ever existed, no less turned its users into babbling lunatics. Still, Polybius has enjoyed a cult-like status as a throwback to a more technologically paranoid era. Um, I mean, there's a lot of... I was just having a quick look on Google when you were saying about it, and there's a lot of pictures of the game lot. that exists. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff about Polybius. Yeah, like, this and... doesn't even look like it's debatable, really. Nah, it's just a yeah. machine. Yeah, there's there's one here from uh, input which is Polybius is real, and this is a really interesting one because it basically goes through. Okay, so maybe the vast majority of like the 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 mind control aspects of it may have not been true, but this is where I get the the idea for um, modern games taking ideas from Polybius. Yeah, this idea of making gameplay itself so repetitive, but in such a satisfying way that the person simply cannot let themselves leave the com the game alone, and yeah. it's not like this is impossible to think of. We've it's really had situations. Yeah, I mean, there are people who died playing world of warcraft because they yeah. were more likely to feed their character in the game than go and get a sandwich you know and literal yeah 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 so you know, got it's like saying, like, yeah it's like the concept of i mean the concept yeah. of that makes perfect sense too the concept of you look at the time because you said it was around the 80s or something around about the 80s just as like this kind of text beginning to turn up 
governments might be interested in having a little play around, seeing what it's about, you know. And what there's... can we do with this new kind of technology, this new interactive environment? And you know. literally, it's just confirmed at this point that the CIA around that time were looking into various forms of mind control. It's not even Absolutely. confirmed. No, I mean, um, there was, um, what was it? I'm trying to think I'm of the main one, yeah, it's probably me. Because I'm thinking of Midnight Climax, but that was the prostitute version That's of the other yeah. one. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> We're thinking of the same thing. Uh, here we are. Um, For fuck's sake. Um, fuck, this is annoying. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to fucking Google. Come here, Google. Yeah. Um, MK Ultra. MK Ultra, you butthole. MK Ultra, yeah. The MK Ultra <laughs> program was fucking huge and there is no reason this couldn't be connected to it and the thing is what i find interesting is back when i was at university you did a google on polybius and you would get loads of stuff come up loads more than what we're getting today yeah like a lot of the stuff today you look at it and it just goes nah it wasn't real wasn't real wasn't real wasn't real wasn't real wasn't real Back in the day, you'd look on it and it was like, but was it real? And maybe a bit this. And then you go and find a forum and there'd be loads of people going like, I remember this bit. I remember this bit. I remember this bit. I remember this bit. It's just. It's the exact same thing. I, I don't know. Tower 7 thing. I was like, there was a lot more videos in this like years ago when I looked at it. I swear. Yeah. Yeah, there really were. There yeah. really were. And I didn't notice that until you showed me the uh, in, in, the, vid- in the, the episode we did. There is just not as much footage as there used to be. I mean, you could try and explain that away by people saying, you know, that the years have gone by and they reported the inaccurate stuff. It's like, eh, well, I mean, Tower 7, that's one thing, but a fucking video game. Yeah. Yeah. That makes no sense. If you want to look at it from yeah. a point of view, that there was nothing to it. Why would all this yeah, stuff couldn't, weird? couldn't happen? Well, but at the same it? time, yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, we know that people get a dopamine rush when they complete a quest in a game. We know that's why people get so... Oh, my God. Speaking of which, speaking of people <laughs> going too far with gaming, have you seen... <laughs> have, you, have you seen the video, Go to the Toilet, You Are Shitting Yourself? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Yeah, go to the bathroom now, Origin. Just put go to the bathroom now, Origin into Google and just click the YouTube link you get because oh my fucking god. <laughs> based on um an actual in-game video. This is this is even better than that. This is pure real life and it no, is I mean, so fucking funny i've gone on to youtube and i typed it in and i've got go to the bathroom for video the legend itself that's the one it sounds like, <laughs> it, it sounds like you might be right this is the one man this is fucking classic this is the best <laughs> it's coming it's coming Where are we? here we go is that the right one that's the right one. <laughs> That's it. So this kid is streaming, right? Yeah, yeah. He's streaming and he's been streaming for a while. 
You jump up when you die. That's a new move in the game. You talk, you die. Here we go. Demetrius, get off the game, go to the bathroom, and take a shit. Now. Hey. Bathroom and shit now. Go to the bathroom and take a shit. Oh God! No! 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 He's shitting himself. You're shitting yourself. Oh god. No. Oh god. Oh god. So Dad people fight. can take gaming too far, Carl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have learned. <laughs> Fuck you know. Oh yeah, shit! And so it doesn't crazy. surprise me that someone could could potentially get absorbed in a game to the point where, if it was supposed to give to you a psychological reaction, it would. You know, what I mean? to the point of somebody else has been absorbed in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, that's just the anger as well. Part. Yeah, the anger in it is so good. Just this, you're shitting yourself. <laughs> uh, I just heard my my mum's my voice through that. That's all I heard then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all oh, anyone God. hears is just, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I saw that today and that just creased me so much. It was so funny, man. I could buy oh. the whole Oblivious thing, though, because it just seems like there's just, I don't know, it's just weird. It's like, you look on there's Google. There's something about it. And it's just yeah. there. It doesn't even seem like it's debatable. And, and then, Yeah. Sorry. And there's just something about that story in particular that keeps coming back up, you know? Hmm. Keeps... Yeah, it keeps being added to over the years, and people are sort of discovering more bits here and there. And I just, I don't know, I don't. I just like, I like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's just weird. Anyway, like just the little things that you said in there, like the fact that there was never a copyright for Polybius, and then they've all seen this. If there wasn't a copyright for anything even slightly similar to it, it just makes no sense. And then not only that, but like. Yeah, and, and they made a game based off of the description of the gameplay of Polybius. Yeah. You know, so this new company copied a game that didn't exist. Did those people that saw that say that it was familiar to what they saw? Oh, very. Yeah, supposedly it supposedly is quite similar. It's It's based off of vaguely what people have said about it, you know. Yeah, because normally with a Mandela effect, after a certain point, you can kind of see that, okay, yeah, it is. It's probably not what you think it is. Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably someone just forgot about it and mixed it up with something else. But in this one, it's like there's this... 
I don't know. There's there's a, a degree of intrigue to it. It's like seeing that cabinet as well with Polybius yeah, written across yeah. it. And it just it looks it looks like something you would see in an arcade cabinet in the 80s. And whether that's just fantastic design, I don't know. But I personally like I like to think that there's there's a little bit of truth to it, whether it's 100 percent true or not. You know. I mean... I'm very much of the opinion that if there's a lot of consensus about one memory and there's nothing been proved against it, there's probably a good chance it's true. Yeah. And I mean, this is the thing, like there's, there's multiple ways it could have been there and then disappeared, Mm. whether it be government influence or whether it be the company needing to get rid of it because, you know, it was, it was a bit bad for their image or something like that, you know? And maybe, like, it wasn't copyrighted because the company was doing something illegal and they decided to just destroy it. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And they just removed that patent. Or if that company was working with the government and it was all supposed to continue going and then it all fucks up and, like, this isn't going the way we thought it would, guys, let's, you know, fucking cut this shit quick. Because it worked too well, if apparently, like, if we look at, like, you know, getting the tin tin hat for your tin foil hat, territory like you know yeah yeah but um, let's do it man let's go for it let's get in there (laughs) the mk ultra stuff you know you imagine like they were looking at mind control at that point so what say that they didn't do it and then realize you know what it's working a little bit too well so let's yeah get rid of it quietly now figure it out into something going forward yeah yeah but again like if you if you if you on the joystick polybius yeah but if you if you uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. But I mean, if you can, if you can set up a game to control someone's mind to the point where they get hallucinations, night terrors, amnesia, things like this, genuine psychological effects. If you can then make that that code a bit more nuanced, if you can make the way it interacts with the person's brain a bit more to what you want it to do, yeah. then there's a potential chance for controlling large swathes of the population which, you know, again Facebook things, all of these things are just like this, like that, do this, do that, you know follow this and follow this person, follow that person, do a reshare, do a retweet, do this, do that and do the it's it makes sense. It's interacting in a very unnatural way, but a way that is very beneficial for governments and, you know, because it's all there. Like they can read natural... all of it. They can yeah. pay attention to all of it. And, if they, and you know, with, with like influences of, of news articles and stuff like that, when Facebook, which is almost life, is now gamified. Yeah. Where's the line in that? Where do you, you know, where does it finish? I think that's one of the things with the um, pandemic as well. It's brought all of that, like the whole talk of like, you know, like the whole glitch in the matrix kind of like thing, because it kind of fits into that too. Not glitch in the matrix, sorry, the whole um, virtual reality eventually getting to like, you know, just a technology-based life, you know, kind of fits into that too. Yeah. Um, I I find it really fascinating just as a concept of how to hack people's brains and it's like i've got Darren brown's book over there i mean that's that's trick of the mind stuff it's very simple rudimentary things that you can do to just suggest yeah. something that makes someone want to do something later on down the line 
you know and, yeah and you all feel like when you hear that kind of thing you feel like oh no that, that wouldn't work on me but it does it works on everyone mm-hmm. yeah it just it it requires more effort on some people than others it's like when Darren Brown does the long form stuff he's always working with one person for an incredibly long period of time and it's like yeah. oh we did this with his family and we got them to say this to him and then we had this breakdown and we had this and this and this and this and this all leading up to this eventual point where Darren Brown gets the result he wants you know what I mean yeah yeah I've, I remember some um some apocalypse one he did there was some apocalypse one he did wasn't it mm-hmm. like that. wasn't it someone started off in the like zombie one game. Where yeah, it's like, yeah. the entire world is a zombie fucking apocalypse you've got to survive in this and he had actual people like, against the things trying to claw their way in and shit didn't he say something Man. about something in his head so that he wouldn't actually kill them yeah yeah he sort of suggested it over and over again because at one point he was literally driving past zombies and if he'd had the idea in his head that they're dead he could have just gone Vump. well if it was a zombie if it was a realistic zombie world you would you'd have to yeah. do that yeah why why would you why wouldn't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> walking dead starting yeah. up again soon actually isn't it did you ever watch that you were a fan I, of that i i was supposed to i watched the first two seasons <laughs> Yeah, and then I just sort of stopped, and yeah. that's the way I am with so many like shows at the moment. I like Mandalorian. I'm still only on episode six or seven, and like everyone else I know has finished both seasons, and yeah. I haven't even started watching Game of Thrones. And oh, that's <laughs> really good watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate Lord of the Rings and any of that fantasy stuff. I fucking hate it. But Game of yeah. Thrones. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's what I've heard. Force Until yourself... you get to the fast few seasons. Yeah. Force yourself through the first series and then just grin and bear through the last series. That's all you need to do. Yeah, yeah. First the series is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of um, family fucking and limp penises. Yeah, and, and kids getting kicked out of fucking towers because they saw a brother and a sister banging. And, you know. Kids are dick, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's by the end of it, you're like, fuck you, Bran. Fuck you, (laughs) fucking dickhead. (laughs) I'm sitting around in my fucking chair. I'm a three yard raven, you fucking twat. (laughs) (sighs) I don't understand how he's got a wheelchair around everywhere. They're in some, like, you know, mountain covered place, doing north of the wall with all these crazy things. And he's got a wheelchair, though. Yeah, it's because he's a little shit, and he's making them carry him up the stairs and stuff all the fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, user download. Um, you know, so every time a download, there's always one phrase that just goes around the whole place. Every time, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you remember? Yeah, when the, you... refer- the first, yeah, the first year I was there, it was butt scratcher. You know, from Family Guy. Yeah. Butt scratcher, the same year, yeah, 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 and uh, and then of course, at download in particular, you will just be fast asleep in the middle of the night, and then out of the blue, you just hear scre- someone scream, Download, and everyone else goes, Download. <laughs> I remember one from um, one, I think it was the year after back scratch. Actually, no, it was a couple of years after that, actually, because I had a break. Mm. Um, it was when Hodor was it, Boss was... White? Oh, right, yeah, <laughs> no, that was Hodor yeah. stuff. It was hold the door, yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, hold See, the, the 
the one I did just, I think it was 2009, I think, maybe, was... Um, no, because no, butt, butt scratcher, I think, was 2007 or 2006, the first one I did. And the 2009 one I kept on hearing was bus wankers. Because oh, <laughs> of, of in betweeners. And it was yeah, just always yeah. bus wanker! <laughs> I don't know for that one, luckily. My, my friends had a thing yeah. about it, though. They used to like, I used to hang out with a load of people that used to like chilling. We built tree houses and got high in tree houses. Basically, you used to see Sweet. people jogging past, and they'd be like jogging wankers, and the people would be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, we built a boat." Oh, I missed that. Yeah, we built a boat. It was Did in it the No, it floated. It oh, floated shit. only because Fuck we stole. We stole a load of, um, you know, in like construction yards. They used to have like the big things that they'd have there in case anyone fell off. Huge padded things. Oh yeah. We we had at one point we had some weird tents set up where we used to chill at the top of this hill, and we used to just jump off this springboard that we made and jump into these pile of fucking things. And then one day we decided, <laughs> you know what? We could make a boat out of these. And they had the little um things you could put together where you like popped them in and out. You know, I forget what they're called now. Um, you see them on belts. You see them on everything. The little things where they pop in, they clip in. You know, like a dog's collar. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah we, we just put like nine of them together and put water all over the top and just went down the canal. It was really fun. <laughs> I remember um, I remember getting getting a boat at one point in Stratford because they'd got rowing boats around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my mate and a couple of his friends, we were all on a rowing boat and they managed to let the oars go. And so we just sat in the middle of a river with your <laughs> gradually fucking off down the river. And I'm, and everyone was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know. And so I just sort of go, fucking take my fucking wallet and my, cu- and my phone. And I just jump in and start oh, swimming after the, <laughs> after, the, after, the, after the oar. But of course, it's fucking freezing. And also, it turns out, yeah, when you jump into a river and there's loads of like shit at the bottom, it takes quite a while to get to the top again. <laughs> Funnily enough, it's almost as if people die yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, but I managed to just sort of—I managed to get to the top again. Everything's all right. And uh, the, the but by the time I've sort of managed to get my bearing, I'm going after the ore, and the ore fucks off down a, a a weir. So I've got to climb up onto the—it's uh, like a little waterfally thing. And I climb on top of the weir, and I, I appreciate yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> and then climb. So I've got to climb down into the fucking bottom of the weir right where it's all sort of the water's torrenting down on top of you to get the oar and just just as i get the oar i pull my foot up and i just get you know when you your foot touches the bottom of the silt at the bottom of a river and then suddenly you just get a gout of like sulfurous shit smell coming into your face that just lots and lots of that to the point where I wanted to puke. And then after all of this shit, after it's taken me ages to get this fucking thing together and sort it all out, the guy who owns the boat who rented it to us turns up and he just goes, oh yeah, no you didn't have to do that. I, I would have gone down and got it in the other boat if you wanted. You <laughs> you were men. You took care of your own problem. I appreciate I'm that. A, yeah, I'm a fucking champion. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello, Internet. Now please, hold on to your butt. As two comedians attempt to talk about serious subjects in a not-so-serious manner. From the mysterious to the utterly vicious, everything is fair game. This is the Kildam of Comedy Podcast, featuring true crime, amazing events, conspiracies, unsolved mysteries, and an array of weird and wonderful topics, all for your enjoyment. You're welcome. And that proves that even people that you would trust with your life can, at some point, go f***ing crazy.